Hey, this is Michael Jr. and you're watching, um, what is this again? Uh, hook, line, and smiley. You're listening. Nah, let's do something different. All right, do whatever you want to do. <laughs> this is comedy. I'm just playing. Yo, <laughs> comedian Michael Jr. here, and you are watching Hook, Line, and Smelly. <laughs> smiley. There Hook, we go. <laughs> Yo, comedian Michael Jr., and you are watching Hook, Line, and Smiley. Take 47. Except he's we'll listening, not watching. Yeah, that was a little weird. That was good. You're, 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 what are you videoing? Yo, everything. comedian Michael Jr. here, and you are watching Hook Line. You're listening to Hook. You know what you're doing. It's been a little long day. Don't get in my way. It's time to have a little fun. Everybody say, Whoa! Hey, welcome to Hook Line and Smiley, episode three. We did it. Three strikes were. In Holy Trinity, that worked out well, and I feel like this uh, third one's going to be our best, no pressure. <laughs> out what of you, the three. What do you have for us, Sarah? <laughs> Go ahead. <laughs> no, what, uh, what, man, we just finished the holidays. That was great. We did. It's yeah. a new year. You slept through most of it, so I understand your confusion. <laughs> That's not but, true. Um, no, you did such a great job. Like, uh, but what, uh, now we're starting a new year, 2020, and, um, we're about to get back into the schedule of uh, kids. I've got to start getting up early to make sure you're awake to I'm get excited. the kids off to school and make their lunches and <laughs> stuff. Um, all that. Um, what's I'm your? Uh, do you have a? You have a woo moment of the of the week? A woo moment. I would say my woo moment would be when you told your woo moment first. Oh, that is always <laughs> a good woo moment. Oh, you're getting too good at we this. We talked about it last night, and yeah, I had did. several things cross my mind. You went um, on and on. I'm going to say, okay, so I'm going to say for this week, uh, we we cleaned some meat, some animals that <laughs> were hunted, <laughs> and I'm learning how to use all of that meat. You're learning so how to do the phrase. Uh, <laughs> to I don't know how to, to about it. I don't know how to so, refer. Yeah, we had, uh, we had some deer meat that, we, that we'd gotten, and mm. um, you... We we got a we went to a fundraiser, and we won a what is it? It's a dehydrator. Dryer, yeah, it's a dehydrator. dehydrator. Food dehydrator. And mm-hmm. so, um, I feel like I've been in one. <laughs> My skin <laughs> is always so dry. But um, yeah, you looked up online, found recipes, and you made your first ever bag of beef jerky. It's actually venison jerky. Yeah, jerky. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I'm pretty excited think, about okay, it. Okay, uh, so going back to our, our last podcast, you said, like, think what our lives were like three years ago. Mm-hmm. Like, three years ago, when you were living in Galveston, did you ever think that you would, first of all, be podcasting about deer jerky that you had made <laughs> the no. day before? Probably podcasting, but not about venison. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Okay. Welcome to the venison hour. Yeah. <laughs> but I woke up this morning, and uh, as I was making your tea and vacuuming. Like I, you do, so sweet. That's right. Minus the vacuuming. Oh, I thought I snuck that by. Um, we, I, I went over to the uh, dryer, the hydrator, and had my first uh, Sarah, Sarah jerky. We could call it Sarah jerky. I don't like that. Huh? I don't like that label. Um, what do you want? I don't Sarah. Know. <laughs> it's got to have your name in it. It could just be Smiley. Smiley jerky. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Oh, there's so many. Smilerky. Smilerky. <laughs> All right. I had some smilerky this morning. And oh, man. So that's your woo moment? Is I think just, yeah, being able to like, process meat and make deer jerky. And then last night I made venison steaks that I had marinated. Yeah. And then came up with a little put garlic butter concoction that goes on top. It was amazing. Yeah, it was good. It was really good. So. And yeah. I found out you uh, have no problem hoarding uh, amazing sauce and stuff. Because <laughs> I looked over at her plate, and I had a little bit of the garlic butter on my uh, venison on my back strap. Mm-hmm. And I looked over, and you had a tub that you were dipping down into it. But you know me well enough. I don't like my sauces to touch. That is true. So I have to have a little condiment bowl to keep my sauce away from the rest of my vegetables and stuff. Yeah, that is a big difference between you and me, is that you you like everything separated. Mm-hmm. Like a dream gift to you would be uh, like a kid's, remember the kid's trays? Oh, yeah. That had everything separated. A divided plate. Mm-hmm. I raised my boys on those. You, I yeah. love those things. We need to get one, with, but we need one that would take yeah, adult the, sizes. <laughs> the difference between you and me is I use a fork. <laughs> yeah, but it's all going to the same place. So you it's dive all in with your up. hands, like caveman style. We're working on it. Okay, but. If there's ever a, 
uh, apocalypse. What is it called that everybody's worried about? Like, I yeah, zombie know. apocalypse. Oh, and is we, that what we they're all worried about? we go back to right now in the world. <laughs> I think so. We're dropping bombs in your world. I haven't really looked at the apocalypse. news in the last couple of weeks. Anything happening? Woo! Um, I now, have to keep you on track there. Yeah. Um, no, yeah, I, do, I, I am a little messy, but I, I have no problem mixing up all that stuff because it's all going in your stomach. And does your stomach have different compartments? No, but I wouldn't exactly call you a foodie. Like wine pairings are kind of a new thing to you, and yeah. and sauces. You know, like you you work hard to create different tastes and textures as a cook. Yeah. And like if you smush it all in one bite, you can do that. It's just it gets a little messy. I like okay. So that's your, so yeah, your woo moment of the week is just kind of killing it. Processing wild animals. (laughs) Yes. (laughs) Oh my gosh, I'm so attracted to you right now. (laughs) Uh, My woo moment is uh, I did a a big youth conference in Ohio Mm -hmm. uh, two nights ago. Mm -hmm. And uh, it was, it was like 2,300 kids. It was a lot. It was a lot. And I hadn't, I hadn't done a show like that in a while, probably, I don't know, a year. Um, That was a big arena kind of deal. And I get there, I'm excited, and I'm noticing that like almost no no kids know me at all. So I'm like, oh, this is gonna be cool because I get to be like this fresh, you know, new. Yeah, I mean, so, some people knew me, but you know, not not a ton. And so, and they're like junior high, high school, mm-hmm. and so I'm so excited, and I'm setting up my merch table, and I'm like getting pumped, and I'm hearing kids walk by. Well, they didn't tell anybody who was the entertainer. They just said it was a mystery entertainer. Oh, nice. Well, now because of recent happenings. Uh, I heard all these kids talking about, I, I bet it's Kanye West. I bet, I bet Kanye West is coming <laughs> because he's doing a, a big youth conference uh, later on and he kind of just jumped in on it. Like mm-hmm. kind of a surprise deal. So now I'm like, now I'm, I'm nervous. I'm like, oh, I'm going to be a huge disappointment. You know, yeah. it's going to be like, you know. You're, or were you just looking for Kanye? <laughs> that would have like, been so cool. Like maybe I'm not the surprise guest. <laughs> yeah, maybe. <laughs> maybe I'm the opener. What if, like, I was in the middle of my act, and he mm-hmm. walked out, and he goes, hey, Smiley, I'm going to let you finish your show, <laughs> but I got to say, Tim Hawkins had one of the best DVDs <laughs> this year. You think so, he's watching D- Tim Hawkins? No, I don't think so, but, um, yeah, so I realized that a lot of kids were expecting, so then I felt like the pressure of, like, oh, now I've got to be really good, because mm-hmm. they're, and I mean, I've, I've had that in my career, pretty much, you know, throughout, of people coming up and going, uh, Man, I'm 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 such a fan. Hey, can you give this to Tim Hawkins? You know, it's like like not enough. I'm like a stair step. But I've seen yeah. you getting ready for uh, all sizes of crowds, right? And you have the pressure to do well, no matter what. Like you're a consummate professional. You don't act like it on stage. You're a goofball, but I've seen you behind the scenes and you take it very seriously. Whether I do. It's I do try. Thirty to- people or three thousand. Yeah, I did try to deliver. Um, but anyway, so that's not even my woo moment. I'm oh, leading up okay. to my woo moment. Um, so I was like nervous and I, I got up and I did the show and it went great. It was fine and stuff. But I really kind of did have that mentality of like, am I enough? Am I, you know, you know, were people disappointed that it wasn't, you know, somebody bigger or something like that? And I was doing the autograph line afterwards and, uh, you know, people were real complimentary. And then there was this girl standing over the side. And she was kind of waiting, and she came up to me, and like she almost had tears in her eyes. And she was like, I've had the worst week, and today was especially bad. It was really bad, and I did not want to come to this, but we had to. And she said, this was the best part of my week. And like it honestly, it's, it, it's going to get me through all the stuff that I'm dealing with. Like I just to be reminded, like I, I couldn't believe I was sitting there laughing. I haven't laughed in so long. Oh, that's nice. And it was, and this isn't to brag on me. It was like literally, like we can all be used. Like we all have a purpose. So even if you're feeling like, oh, I'm, you know, uh, not as good as so and so, or you know, I don't have as big a, you know, I know people that are in ministry they struggle with that. You know, like, well, my ministry's not as big as you know so and so's or like that. Well, you're still making a difference. Like God's still using you. And that was kind of a woo moment of mine of like. Oh, yeah, we all have our purpose. We all have, you know, like that girl needed to hear the jokes, you know, my silly little jokes, just a reminder that there is still joy uh, to be found in life. So that was that was my woo moment. Like, Which I think is so cool about what you do, because we watch a lot of comedy at mm-hmm. home and, and even go and see people uh, perform. And we watch other comedians, too, not just me. Right. Yeah. That's mostly what I do. <laughs> <laughs> just for research purposes. Oh, babe. yeah, yeah. Um, but ha- tying in like some the hope of you know 
what Jesus did for us. It's kind of cool. Yeah. It's not just laughing. It's like laughing with purpose. I remember there's a lady, uh, Kathy Tricoli, um, was a, is a Christian singer. singer. Yeah. Yeah. And when I was, my first tour was with Clay Cross. And I remember we were in a car with Kathy going, she was uh, at this gig. I don't even think she was performing. I think she just came to hang out. And I didn't know who she was, but she was like, so are you, are you going to be a comedian? Like, is that what you're trying? And at the time, I hadn't really even decided that that's what I was going to do. I just had this weird offer to go out on tour. Yeah. So I wouldn't really focus on anything past that tour. I was just trying to stay alive on tour. Right. And uh, I was like, I don't know. You know, I don't know if the, I could do it. And uh, I remember she goes, you know, it's a great way to talk about God. If you can get people to laugh, they lower their walls, and then you can actually get a message into them. And I remember riding in the back seat of that car, headed to a gig, going, oh. And that's when I became really focused on it. Of like, oh, if that's true, then I'm going to work on trying to get the best comedy out there to break down as many walls as possible. Mm-hmm. Um, so that really was kind of my, my focus point. So, yeah. It well, was, that's how you got me. That is how I got you. <laughs> yeah. A little waka, 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 and then I'm in. You wooed me in. Yeah. So, um, but that was, yeah, that was my cool deal. But we also... Uh, again, we have a not uh, that's not happy moment of each podcast just mm-hmm. to remind us that life does get uh, messy sometimes. Mm-hmm. But that's why we call it a that's not happy is we just want people to realize like, oh, it's just a, like a, a phase, a season of something bad. But there's still joy to be had. So not to let it get you down. But before we do that, um, I got two things. One, we got our first podcast gift. When did we get that? Um, we. We. W-E. Yeah. So, well, I'm, I'm letting you know now. Oh, thanks. Yeah. I've been on podcasts where they let the gifts kind of take over. I'm not mm-hmm. going to mention what podcast uh, that was mm-hmm. where they spend like 30 minutes. So we're not going to do that, but this was kind of cool. Um, I did not ask if I could tell this guy's name on the podcast, so I'm not going to say it, but he sent me uh, and you. It's called a dip clip, and you it plugs into your air conditioning uh, little vent in the car, and it's like a little flat bowl. Mm-hmm. And then you can put ketchup in it while you're driving. You can dip, uh, you know, your fried chicken or whatever you're eating. Fried chicken yeah. on the road. Yeah. While you're driving. Yeah, you stop it, you get fried chicken. Mm. And um, But, I mean, it's for whatever you put ketchup on, grilled right. cheese or. No, they're really cool. I'm, yeah. looking, I'm, I'm seeing them for the first time right now. Yeah. I so how long you've had them. They look like they're covered in ketchup. So they, um, I've had a couple of trips. You might have used them I already. wanted to try them out before I, I oh, let I you use them. You told know, me that we got a gift. Kind of protect you. But anyway, they're, mm-hmm. they're super cool. Um, so thanks. You know who you are. Thanks for sending that in uh, for the gift. And then the other thing I want to talk about before we get into the that's not hot, happy moment is you and I. I hope you're not finding this out for the first time. Are you time. talking about we now? Yes. Okay. So uh, we got a gift. By the way, it's right there. And uh, second of all, we uh, are going on a vacation with all my comedian friends this summer, and we're inviting everybody. Woo! Yeah, yeah. So it's called Vacate That's with not Comics. Happy. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I feel like I did both of them. That's good. Yeah, you got it all in there. But it's uh, Vacate with Comics. It's uh, August, uh, and uh, there is it's going to be John Branion, Ken Davis, Christian Weber, Darren Streblo, David Pendleton. They sent me some cards to give out, and my name's not on the card. That's not true. That is totally true. Look at that. Look at that right there. They sent me some cards to hand out at my shows to get people to sign up. You can sign up through my, my website. There's a link. In. That is unbelievable. Yeah, and my name's not on the card. We're not doing it. So <laughs> Scratch this. Yeah, so never mind. Um, no, I'm thinking that they didn't put my name on the card because people are getting it at my show, so they know I'm going to be there. But I don't know. Uh, John Branion's heading it up. So or they just didn't distracted. want you on the card. The date is actually August 21st through August 23rd. Yeah. And it's in Cedar Lake, Indiana. Yeah. Is that right? Yeah. So come hang out with us. And um, man, it's, it's going to be fun. We did Mostly the, me. We did the comedy cruise a couple years ago, and that was a blast. And so now we're doing it on land so people don't get as uh, sick. During John Brandon's show. <laughs> it's still going to happen, but, you know. Uh, so what's your that's not happy moment? My that's not happy. I am really, you're going to be surprised by this answer, but I'm really struggling with having a that's not happy. That's two weeks in a row. I know. I'm kind of killing it. I know. I think the, the meds are working. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my gosh. Uh, that's not happy. I Gosh, I would say uh, right now I'm feeling kind of overwhelmed with getting back into the routine. Yeah. So just the taking down of the Christmas decorations, getting all the kids back home. Yeah. 
starting work back up, you know, all that stuff. You think, because you go through this big holiday spirit and like everything's great and, you know, it's eggnog and presents and sleeping in, sleeping in. And then all of a sudden you're back and you kind of can forget the holiday spirit pretty quick. And so you don't want to do that. Yeah. I remember three days after Christmas. I was waking you up, and you rolled over, and you were like, ugh. And I was like, oh, no, no. I want a little more cheer, but then you were in a good mood. It but takes me a while. Yeah. So we know that. It's getting better, though. I think we're under an hour uh, <laughs> of getting <laughs> being able to wake you up. I'm a morning person an hour after I wake up. <laughs> you are. You are. You're very, <laughs> man, three cups of tea, mm-hmm. and you are, you're up and at them. <laughs> um, but, yeah, so it, that's... Mine was we had to pay property tax. Um, oh gosh, we yeah, bring it down. I know, like we had to, and it's our property. Right? Why are we paying people? We've already paid for the land, but we had to pay uh, property tax, which is huge hit. Um, mm-hmm. Our quarterly tax. When I first started doing stand up, I didn't know that you're supposed to. I didn't know anything about taxes, mm-hmm. and so I that's went a in, shocker. Yeah, I went in. <laughs> To this guy from my church, mm-hmm. uh, he was a CPA or whatever you call it, and, and he came to me and he was like, uh, do you need help on your taxes? And I was like, no, no, wait a minute, am I supposed to be doing taxes? <laughs> like, I literally did not know. I had been doing stand-up, I think, two years before I even knew that I was supposed to do something, and so he was telling me about quarterly taxes, and I honestly thought that I was supposed to mail in a quarter. The every, dark side of comedy. Yeah. So, uh, but our quarterly taxes due January 15th. That's mm. coming up. So all these like financial hits right around the holidays and stuff. Uh, that's kind of my, that's not happy. But shows are coming in. And so again, it's a, that's not happy, but I know it's not where I'm going to dwell. Right. Yeah. So that's it. And then the schedule. Yeah. So we just don't need to lose focus of that holiday spirit. Try to keep it going. It helps that uh, our Christmas decorations are still up. They are. That does help. Keep the, the the motif of our tree is red and white. So I was kind of thinking we could just let it up, stay up until uh, Valentine's Day. We have a Valentine's tree. Yeah, I'll take the ornaments down and um, put Valentine's decorations up. Valentine's cards, little candies. Do you remember those doily, like paper white doilies, and you would make the Valentine's crafts with them? They were... You were homeschooled. Do you know what a doily is? I know what a doily is. It's like lace, kind of. It's like a portable toilet. No. No. With we're, two wheels? No, we're off. It's like a dually. But no. It, that we're off. I did go out on the road uh, for two days, and you were like, I'm going to get all the Christmas stuff put up. I'm going to attack the day. And I got home, and I was like, so how'd it go? And you're like, <laughs> I moved... I moved some cups over. I kept the laundry going. You did? You, and you I kept more the floors clean for and me I scrubbed to do. Yeah. two of the three toilets, two of the four toilets. Was Did you do the doily? I, <laughs> I didn't. I don't know why. It sounds <laughs> like a portable <laughs> toilet <laughs> to me. Why? Where is that coming know. from? I don't know. Because I think I'm thinking of dually. That sounded real southern. Wow. Where is that coming <laughs> from? Why? Why? When I get real comfortable. Yeah. You hear the East Texas roots coming out. Are you thinking of Dolly? Maybe I'm thinking of Dolly. That you haul things with, you know, with the wheels? Oh, yeah. Maybe that's that what I'm thinking That doesn't even go into the restroom, though. Porta potty. Where is your brain right now? I have no idea. This we're, is we're, our marriage. Before we go into the, our topic, will you hand me that unopened Johnny W <laughs> DVD? <laughs> Who's Johnny W? Oh, my gosh. I've never been more attracted <laughs> to you than I, than I have been right now. This is it. We may have to pause the podcast. <laughs> No, I had some running gags on Potty Break, uh, Tim Hawkins. Oh, I listened to every episode. Uh, you did not. I loved that show. I'd forgotten about it. But one of, one of our listeners, one of our new fans, mm-hmm. uh, actually reminded me about that. But I need to see. I really did start listening to his podcast when we started dating to figure out where our relationship was. So I'm like, as soon as he goes out in the open on Potty Break, it's As soon as I mention you? It's official, you? yeah. Do you remember the official time that I announced that you and I were dating. Um, that was like a big deal. The like a f- like a social media post. Yeah, I feel like it was uh, Halloween. It was when you did the candy picture with the teeth. It wasn't Halloween though. It was Valentine's Day. But I, I, I did a reference to oh, Halloween. That's right. That's right. We used Halloween stuff, but it yeah. was an inappropriate time of the year, which is so you. Yeah, it was Valentine's Day, and nobody right after knew, you told me you loved me. Nobody knew that I had a six girlfriend. Weeks in. And, burr, 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 burr. <laughs> <laughs> it was not six weeks. It was <clears throat> six and a half. Um, so, <laughs> but uh, I was trying to figure out how to announce because I mean it's, it it's is a kind big of, deal. It is a big deal. 
like announcing that I was single again was I, I tried to calculate it. I again worried about how it was going to affect my career and right. all that kind of stuff. And so, um, but I, Christians are so forgiving, babe. Oh, they're so open when you struggle. And, yeah, yeah, and encouraging. So <laughs> I, I really like I I thought it through. I talked to some of my friends of how to do it, and then I decided. And then Hawkins came to me because I, I started talking about it on stage mm-hmm. uh, immediately, but you know I hadn't made any big announcement or interview or anything. And then Hawkins was seeing how it was helping people at the shows, you know, just kind of being open and stuff. And so he was like, hey, when we do our podcast tonight, if you're comfortable, I'm going to ask you about it because I, th- I think you need to get it out there. And I thought, okay, well, that'll be the big splash. So I talked about it on Hawkins, you know, about being, uh, you know, single and raising three boys on my own and, you know, kind of all the struggles and stuff. And I thought, okay, well, that goes out to hundreds of thousands of people. Then I did Darren Strebel's comedy show. Um, and that went out, you know, syndicated like 58 uh, cities I think he's in mm-hmm. on, on the radio and stuff. And I wasn't getting any feedback. And then I posted a dumb photo of me on Instagram holding a bunch of Bed Bath & Beyond coupons. And the caption just said, I'm single, just saying, ladies. And, you know, the joke was I had all these. Right. It blew up the internet. Like, all of a sudden, everybody's like, what? What happened? I thought you were married. I thought, you know, that was the big, that was the thing that got through to people for some reason. I have no idea why I didn't get any other feedback on the big Maybe they don't listen to those podcasts. Uh, that's what I'm saying. So, <laughs> where was I going with this? Where was I going with this? Like You were talking about... One of us needs to listen if we're going to do a podcast. <laughs> and announcing a, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Our relationship. Oh, yeah, when our, our, our dating. Yeah. Yeah. So... It was a big announcement for you to announce me yeah. because half of his fan base died off. <laughs> <laughs> That, he was getting most of his fans that, from dating websites. That is kind I of, showed up and the ladies, literally their faces started dragging the floor. They're like, wah, wah. Yeah, so I was single for a while and I am always an encouraging person. So I would uh, go out and encourage people one on one. Is that what and, we and Yeah. Is that what we're calling it? Yeah. And so. Remember um, we're raising five boys. <laughs> that's true. So, that, but that was a big deal because I, I was talking about dating and that was kind of what my show was about. And, you know, there's a lot of material. And so to actually announce that, no, I'm, you know, I'm off the, I'm put back on the shelf. Oh, I took you out of the store, <laughs> buddy. <laughs> you, You're yeah. not on the shelf. You threw away the receipt. Yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, so I, what I did was, I think it was Valentine's Day. Mm-hmm. And, I, and I said, my girlfriend is accusing me of giving her my old Halloween candy for Valentine's Day. And then we did a photo because I, I did give you some candy mm-hmm. that was in my Halloween trick-or-treat bag. Mm-hmm. And I had some uh, Dracula, Dracula teeth, teeth. <laughs> on. And so with, I took that photo and I just put it up there. And again, I thought, well, this is the first announcement, so it won't be a big deal. It blew up immediately. Mm-hmm. Do you remember? I don't remember. Oh, my goodness. I got like 14 responses. <laughs> It was, it was 27 insane. likes. Yes. It was one. And 432 forward. dislikes. <laughs> I did. My Facebook page, seriously, all joking aside, though, it dropped off quite a bit. As soon as I said out of a girlfriend, it was. So then you deleted your dating apps. Yes. I deleted the dating apps pretty quickly, which, you know what? It was a big deal, too. Slow because air leak insert. <laughs> No, it was a big deal because not because I was looking for anybody else. Like I knew you were the one. Um, <laughs> oh yeah. Two years into it, I think you just told me this morning. It was so. Well, I wanted to be sure, but it was so entertaining. Mm-hmm. You've got to admit, dating sites. Uh, hearing I mean, about you were, your dating life is super entertaining. I didn't. I didn't. I didn't minister quite as much as you did. <laughs> you weren't as yeah. prolific. Yeah. Um. But no, so it was so entertaining reading profiles and stuff. The, oh, I will agree with that. The very first profile I ever read, uh, I was sitting in an airport, and a friend of mine signed me up for Plenty of Fish. Oh, and, it's always the friend. Yeah, and I, I the first profile I read, because I was you know, kind of broken and being like, oh, I can't believe I'm back in the dating life and all this kind of stuff. And uh, the first one said, she's like, I'm a very positive person, super positive. In fact, I'm HIV positive. Um, so if that's a problem, uh, I just want to get that out of the way. Oh my. And she was being serious. And I remember thinking, oh, is this my life now? Like it, all this stuff, like it, crazy. So it didn't take much for me to stand out. <laughs> no, no, no. You, I just had to be disease free. Disease free. And, um, uh, 
Yeah, and uh, you had to be willing to meet me. <laughs> Those were my requirements. <laughs> I sat in that airport because I had like a two-hour, three-hour layover, and I sat on this dating site. I'd never been on one, and oh, the it was so hilarious, like all the profiles. So it was a big deal to, to cancel all that. Yeah, But I'm I sure. did it. Did you? Because I love you. Oh. But anyway, uh, so, man, how in the world did we get on that? I say that to you probably three times a oh, day. Oh, you don't like Johnny W. Where That's where in the world I actually got to meet him. Let's be let's let's clear the air okay. because I know Johnny W is going to listen to our podcast. Yeah, he and probably he's a will. huge fan of mine. <laughs> um, no, I actually got to meet him in Nashville this summer mm-hmm. when he did a show there when the guy showed up. It was really great because you can watch people's YouTube and you know, your interpretation. Oh, yeah. He opened. But like, he did some time. He did some time. It was fantastic. He's a great. He's very talented. He's a great comic. I mean, if you if you need a solid 10 minutes, um, he <laughs> he is the go-to guy. Yeah. He, he was good. No, he really, he's a, he's a great comedian. Um, And he has a podcast, so you can check that out. Um, So let's get to our topic. It's a little dicey. It is a little dicey. You're I've right. been avoiding this one. It's funny because when uh, we came up with the ideas of topics and stuff, because we, we really do want this, we want this podcast to one be encouraging to people. That's that's really our goal, and then entertaining second. Like, I know people, you know, it's like, oh, comedian, it's gonna be so funny, and I'm like, well, we kind of want this to be a little different. Like, we want to, we're funny, we are funny, but we, we want to help people. Um, I don't really want to help anybody. Ah, oh, that is so not true. When we were coming, I was like, hey man, I could just do a bunch of jokes and. You were like, no, we have a chance to actually let's let's have some meat. I did say that. You did say that. So um, I we, live with Goofy all the time. <laughs> yeah. So now to the serious part. And that's when we had to take him off life support. You're making it so difficult to segue. No, we we wanted to tackle a big topic of forgiveness, and I put it as a third episode topic. And I remember you even like last week when we were getting ready, uh, you were like, "Are you going to be ready to talk about it?" And then now as we get closer, <laughs> I'm ready. I don't think you are. Are you ready? I'm ready. It's a big deal because we've had a lot of stuff happen in our you're, lives. We'll see how ready you are. Okay. Let's do it. Let's do it. Will you forgive me that I don't have any notes? <laughs> <laughs> no. I know you have notes. Um, this, is a, this is a heavy topic it really for is. me. Yeah. I... Um, I'm not very good at facade or like even like surface level communication. And so thinking about this, like I can, I can talk, you know, I could come up with some stories about, you know, forgiving my friend in fifth grade for stealing my Lisa Frank trapper keeper. But I just, I didn't know you were going to get that serious. That quick. Yeah. I, man, it, that's not what I'm struggling with right now. So it's hard for me. It's hard for me to stay surface level on this. I think um, if anybody has known, you know, followed me or knows my story, uh, they're going to know what I'm going to talk about. Mm -hmm. Um, In third grade, Tiffany (laughs) farted in class and she blamed me. No. And I seriously, I'm kind of angry right now just talking about it. Like I've forgiven her, but uh it's totally true we were in third grade and Mm -hmm. uh we were doing some art project Mm -hmm. and uh so there was you know there was some background noises paper mache uh being made uh construction paper being cut uh kids were popping glue you know caps off did did you ever um you were homeschooled so you made your own we had glue you made your own glue (laughs) i probably did yeah you had that horse up for a for a little bit and then (laughs) had to make an art project (laughs) no you could do we figured this out you could uh, take some paper mm-hmm. and you take a, a magic marker and if you totally color in the piece of paper, mm-hmm. like soak it in magic marker and then stuff the the paper down in the little glue. Oh. And then it took about three days, but it would turn your glue whatever color the marker was. Now that I'm saying this, teachers must have hated that we figured that out because we were like stuffing paper and I was you know glue say that was sounds like, like vandalism. Glue was like pouring out over the bottle, and mm-hmm. at the end of the year, I would look at my desk. It looked like it had the flu, like it had. It was crusty. It was like <laughs> like glossy, like covered in glue and shavings and the, the eraser shavings. And so we may need to go easier on our children. So all this was going on, and Tiffany was sitting right next to me, and she squatted down to get something out of her desk. I get. I guess that's why she squatted down, but 
<laughs> now that I'm thinking maybe it was something else. But she squatted down and she farted really loud. Mm. And you know how um, you ever see the movies where they're they're doing like the uh, it was in a newsroom and everybody some people are typing and then there's a printing press still in you know it's all in one room yeah, like it's all yeah, going and yeah. somebody runs in and goes stop the presses and everything stops mm. it was like that mm. so all of a sudden you hear this loud noise and everything stops for a second and then everybody all the kids start l- laughing and I'm looking and two things are going on one I'm I'm starting to laugh but two you know I'm in third grade so I didn't I didn't know that. Girls farted. <laughs> I really didn't. I knew they didn't poop. They don't. But <laughs> well, they don't. I would like to <laughs> present Exhibit A. <laughs> a Thank you, Tiffany. Of this morning, <laughs> yeah. Um, no, they. Uh, but she did, and then she did what I will now admit is a brilliant move. Mm-hmm. But she pointed at me, and she goes, "Oh my gosh, Bobby!" Mm-hmm. And then everybody looked at me and thought that I did it. Mm-hmm. And I was mortified. Like I actually, I was so. I may have done that once or twice. Did you do in the last wait a few minute. years? <laughs> you do that in the car all the time. Uh, no, I owned that toot. You did. It was not. A, it, we're gonna Can call we tell it a toot. that story? The we're first time. We're gonna call it a toot. The 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 first time. That and you have to say toot because it's like oh, sweet. She likes to lady it up. Toot. Oh, Judy Foster speaking. Who's this, please? This is Zach Three, the producer of Hook, Line, and Smiley. Unfortunately, Bob and Sarah's mics look like they went out on strike midway through the podcast. And really, who can blame them having to smell Bob's breath all the time? That is to say, we did miss out on the anecdote of Sarah letting one rip in the car. And I'm sure you, like me, are very disappointed not to have that piece of information included in your lives. However, the microphones did seem to have a change of heart right as Bob and Sarah were talking about forgiveness. So, that's where I'm going to drop you. I was thinking about this this morning and how much I didn't want to talk about it. But I had two analogies come uh, to my brain about forgiveness. One is working out and lifting weights, you know, cardio, that kind of thing. The more you do it, like we're going to start back here, <laughs> hopefully today, <laughs> into our workout routines, and it is going to stink. I mean, it's going to be terrible. Right. Um, and it's going to hurt. But I know for sure, because I've experienced it before, the more that I do it, in, even in a few weeks, um, I'm going to be able to run 30 minutes, no problem. Um, whereas five minutes sounds like torture to me <laughs> right now. Yeah. So I think that's kind of how forgiveness is. I think uh, growing up in a Christian home and growing up in, in church, you hear like choose to forgive. And it to me, it sounded real like you just choose and it's over. Mm-hmm. Like I forgive you and it's over. And the truth is that that's not it. Yeah. Like you forgive and then the next person the next time that person interacts with you or even another person interacts with you that wound comes up for you and you have to choose to forgive again and but but the good side of that is that the more that you choose to forgive the easier it becomes kind of like working out so that's yeah that was one analogy the other one I, they're dieting analogies because <laughs> because it's the new year and everybody's trying to do better and lose weight. But the other thing is that, um, so I'm slightly addicted to Dr. Pepper, which means I'm highly addicted to sugar. And she's also slightly (laughs) addicted to oxygen. The two are about the same. And so I can choose to not, um, ingest Dr. Pepper. Right. But every time I pass a, uh, really well-known fast food chain that sells drinks for 99 cents plus taxes, a dollar Oh eight, I know that when I drive past it, I could I could get a fix for a dollar oh eight. Like I know I could just drive through, it's real quick, get a Dr. Pepper. And I have to choose every single time that I pass that gas station or that fast food chain to not pull in there and get a Dr. Pepper. But the more that I do that, the, I feel like the easier yeah. that it's gonna get. I haven't lasted much past like three months, so we'll see. I think a big key, though, is if you do, when you do decide to cut Dr. Pepper out, you need to tell me. (laughs) Because the last time you didn't tell me. I didn't. She was like three days in, and I mean, it was, you were a little edgy. Mm -hmm. Um, I was hangry in the sense of Dr. Pepper. Well, and not only did you cut out Dr. Pepper, you, um, 
decided to try keto for a little bit. So you right. cut out carbs. Dr. Pepper didn't tell any of us. But this is how observant you were. It was day three it was day before three, you realized. And me and all our kids are locked up in uh, <laughs> in the attic upstairs. And, and we're like, what is wrong with her? And then you open the door and it's like, I cut out carbs three days ago. So um, I just thought I'd let you guys know. <laughs> we're like, what? Why didn't you tell us? We could have been helping or encouraging or at least knowing not to. But that's push how I do it. I don't need. I don't need encouragement because I get mad bit at of you. Warning that you do say that. Like you're like, I don't want to tell you because I'm always gung ho. I'm like, oh, you you want to exercise? All right. We're going to do three miles a day. Mm -hmm. Like immediately jump into it. And you're like, you don't want to be held accountable. But you're a person of extremes. You're a toe in the water and I'm a less jump Mm -hmm. in the deep end type deal. Mm -hmm. But it is, that's why I was saying like we have opportunities to practice because if you have this huge ball of anger, Mm -hmm. it's like the parking analogy. If you have this huge ball of anger that is completely about something else, the way somebody's like wronged Mm -hmm. you, uh, severely wronged you, that's wrecked your life. And then somebody cuts you off or takes your parking spot and you haven't dealt with the other stuff and you haven't been practicing forgiving and, and all that. Um, that's how people snap. They just snap and, and you're like, why did, you know, why did you explode over that? Well, like, what's the big deal over that? But it's not that. It's because of all this other stuff that is just piled on. Which personally for me, uh, choosing to forgive and choosing not just like forgive like in a, a pious way, like, oh, I forgive this person and talk about it all the time. But like living out of that, what happens is, so there's two, to me, there's two things that go really close together. And that is forgiveness and choosing forgiveness and grace. Yeah. Once you realize, once you fully take on um, the the gift that is Christ forgiving us, like we all deserve death. The guy that cuts you out in traffic, the your ex spouse, your child like we have all fallen short. We deserve death. That's what we deserve. And because of grace, we're we're we don't have to deal with that. We don't have to live that. But we we have to choose that gift of forgiveness. And to me, what happens is the person that's the waiter that's short, or maybe not as nice as they should be, or the person that cuts you off in traffic, or the person in line at the store or whatever it is those those things my almost instant thought now is like what's going on in that person's life because that's a really extreme reaction right to lose your junk over eight feet in traffic like that's to me that if you zoom out (laughs) that's a pretty extreme reaction something's going on in that person's life because i mean what is it what does it boil down to oh i have to sit here a little longer or like Like, i want to be home so bad that i'm willing to you know lose my religion over it like that that's really extreme but instead of like a judgy mentality to me it gives me uh and, and this is this is not how i react every time but i think the more you immerse yourself in like hey i don't deserve forgiveness i'm choosing it it's grace that has covered me it gives you compassion for people, you know, and, and, and we can talk about that in really hypothetical terms with people that we don't know, we're never going to see again out in public, but we can also talk about it in terms of the people that have betrayed us and have habitually sought to hurt and cause pain in our lives. Um, there's something going on there in their hearts. They're hurting. Yeah. Yeah. Like they're hurting, they're in pain. They, at the very least, they haven't received the the grace of the gospel. Like when we show up in heaven, I'm not gonna be ahead of my ex husband in line. I'm not. Like there's no. It, it's just well, you may be level. because you'll be with me. So no, we, we sir. Have, we have a VIP line. No, sir. And I would say <laughs> throughout the last several years, like I've been very uh, hurt. Um, even post divorce, a lot of you my pain been. comes post, uh, post divorce, and I I could still, um, and I think this is just miraculous. Really, I I could still stand next to that person that has caused me so much pain and so much hurt, and go like, I want eternity for you. I want you to real to feel and operate out of the grace and the forgiveness that I have received. Um, to to know what that feels like. So, 
it, it gosh, this is just such a heavy subject for me. See, so I hate to I hate to bring it down, but we can talk about sweet little stories and and choosing forgiveness and stuff, but but it, I think and this also ties into boundaries. I know there's going to be women that listen to this and like I need to forgive my spouse and I need to um, forgive my ex spouse. Yes, that is so true. But you also need to realize that there's there's boundaries in place too, and you do need to protect yourself. So, uh, it man, this get this gets heavy. This is why I was not worried whenever mm-hmm. you said this morning. You're like, I don't know if I want to handle this topic. This is why I was not worried at all because I have seen you handle this topic almost daily. Um, you know, unfortunately, yeah, without, <laughs> without microphones, without headphones, without any of this, um, because you have been attacked and I've, I've seen it, especially in the last year and a half that I'm just like, how are you not living in such hatred? How can you stand next to that person and, and, and want the best and, and, you know, and want to do the right thing. And I see you do that so many times where I'm like, wow, she's got a handle on forgiveness and um, it's been inspiring to me, honestly, because I've that's been a huge struggle uh, for me, and you've ha, you have it worse than me. I'll I'll give you that. Like, <laughs> I, there's been way more stuff happen to you that I'm like, how can you still want the best? And you know, but grace wins. Like, truly, grace wins. I think that if we realize what we've been forgiven of, like, first of all, sin is not on a scale, and that's so hard for our our um, human brains to wrap our minds around that you know if I steal something you know I steal money from a company for a year and and I lie about uh my taxes like there's scales and I know there's there's definitely scales of consequences on the earth but I but I truly believe and I wish I could quote some scripture right now but um there's not a weight there's not a scale to God like all have fallen short and all the sin is the same. So how can we look on someone else and say, like, your sin is stinkier than mine. Yours is great. I, I know that if the other person hasn't really admitted to their sin, especially to you, or, like, asked for forgiveness, um, that makes it a little bit harder, I think. But But what helps me is, like, that's not my issue. Like, that's between them that's that's their that's their walk like that's between yeah. them and God like God is not we're not going to get heaven and 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 God say like so let's talk about you know your your best friend that never asked forgiveness for you know stealing that money like he's not gonna do that it's gonna be me and him that's it yeah so I to me I don't understand I understand moments of not for <laughs> unforgiveness <laughs> we've had a lot of moments of you know, anger and frustration and that kind of thing. But overall, like if someone just nailed me down, I don't understand not forgiving another person. If you've truly accepted forgiveness for yourself, like I I don't see how you can withhold it from someone else. Boundaries, but not forgiveness. I remember being in with a therapist and uh, we were discussing, you know, and I just kept talking about this one sin and, um, she finally, the therapist said to me, and I, I did not agree at the time, mm-hmm. but the therapist said, is an affair worse than slander or, or, you know, any other sin? Is it is it worse? And I was like, yeah, yeah, it, it is, because it's destroying lives. It's destroying marriages. It's destroying, you know, and, um, and she was like, in God's eyes, it's all sin is equal. And I had a huge problem with that because this one particular sin was destroying my children and, you know, every, and I was like, no, this is the, this is the worst sin in the world. And I really had to come to terms with like, it's not, it's, it, all sin is equal. And once I came to terms with that too, that also helped me with some forgiveness as well, because I had, I had trumped this one huge sin up to being like the worst thing that anybody has ever done. Now it may be the worst thing that's anybody's ever done to me, right? but it's in God's eyes, it's, it's sin. It's just sin is sin. So if it's hurt us, if it's hurt us, we put a lot more uh, weight on that. Yeah. You've never been hurt by someone um, stealing necessarily like, well, I guess you kind of have. But yeah, my material. Okay, so let's just Hawkins. say. <laughs> <laughs> just kidding. We are, and I would also, this is not pointed at you, but 
um, in the age of like, we need to love everybody and we need to accept everybody and all that kind of stuff. Um, I think there's a balance there that we, you know, love the sinner and hate the sin. Um, I think there's a balance in that, um, what I've seen in the Christian community. So I have a very, I have, I'm the oldest of five children. We have a very, all of us siblings are extremely different. I've watched my parents walk through, um, all sorts of, um, devastation, um, and consequences of other people's poor choices, um, and that kind of thing. And what I've seen is that people are most judgmental about the things that they have no experience with. So let's say, uh, divorce, mm-hmm. let's say divorce, um, couples or, or people in the church, um, that have the most emphatic opinions about it and divorce is wrong and, Blah, blah, blah. And how you would feel, you know, how they would treat someone that that is um, going through divorce. It has been divorced. They've never, they've either never experienced that before or they've been completely wounded by it. And so now it becomes their identity and they're super judgmental about it. They certainly haven't covered it, you know, taken it to the cross and covered it in grace. Um, I don't know if we can talk about this or we need to edit it out, but um, homosexuality, gay people. The people, I find the people that have the most emphatic opinions, Christians, that have the most emphatic opinions about, you know, gay people shouldn't be married and it's a sin and all this stuff. They don't know someone, they don't love someone that is gay. So they can have these really emphatic opinions. Uh, Substance abuse, you have these really strong opinions about You've never loved someone that has been addicted to a substance. Um whatever the thing is, I just feel like there's not enough grace in the Christian community. We don't approach situations with love. We approach them with some sort of solution that we've come up with. Yeah. And I think that that's where, so when you say, (laughs) you say a lot of things about me, but my heart, my heart is with the broken. My heart is with the messed up. My heart is with those that have fallen from grace because I know what that feels like. And in my, in the moment of not meeting up to, um, the church's standards, I think like just, and I say the church like loosely, um, but Christian standards of, of following all the rules and getting it all right. I was completely betrayed and rejected. And that to me, that's the opportunity that the church has to step in. So if someone comes to us and says, Hey, my marriage is on the rocks. Like I, I want out. This is uh, no, like th- that's, that's the time that I would want to jump in yeah. instead of like, I feel like a lot of people just like leprous act like it's not, um, I don't want to get too close to that. Like here's some yeah. scripture and let me show you an example of what a good marriage looks like and, and hands off. No, 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 no. that's not, that's not how, yeah, that's not how Jesus handled it. It really was a, uh, Hawkins and I talked about this, but he was like, now are you just going to be divorced, Bob, or just DB at church and <laughs> people aren't going to come and talk to you? And I was like, no. And then like a month later, yeah. Because, yeah. <laughs> like, uh, I mean, I was surprised at how many people uh, came in, you know, Brianna uh, came in and just loved on me mm-hmm. and my kids and people that, uh, that I, the last people that I thought would come in and help us. Okay, so let's, let's pause about that. Okay. Brianna, our dear friend, yeah. has been through some hurt in life. Yeah. Why do you think she was willing to step into your messiness? Yeah, because she knew. Like, she had been there. And uh, we'd gone to church with her forever. Single mom, mm-hmm. uh, two girls, and, um, you know, people kind of just... She was the one that needed the most help mm-hmm. in our church, and mm-hmm. she was the one that helped most people in mm-hmm. our church. Um, because I mean, she just was always willing to jump in and help people. And a lot of people were like, Oh, you know, to me, that's it. Yeah. That's it though. That's it. The, the families that get it all right and do it all right and check all the boxes. Like it, it seems like the way to go with life. It seems like the smooth path, but I guess I, I would still choose to avoid a lot of the pain that's come my way. And obviously divorce is one of those things, but there's a lot of other things I would have chosen differently if I was God. Yeah. But it gives you such a, gosh, it gives you such a tenderness, I think, if you allow it to to help other people. Brianna would not hesitate to step in for anyone. They don't have to give their resume. You don't have to have clout. There, Nothing has to be in return. 
Like, she's ready to step into the messiest situations. She did. And hold your hand and pull you up and love you and accept you. And the reason that that is possible for her is because that's happened for her. Because she's been messy and she's been at the bottom. And I think I think it's such a sad state of affairs when Christian av- Christians avoid the messy, even their own. They tidy it up way too quickly. Yeah. It wasn't, it wasn't healed. Um, and try to get out of it so quickly when that's the exact thing that God wanted to put you through or allow to happen in your life to make you more usable. I, I, I'm, I slightly have feelings about that. <laughs> <laughs> this is why I was not worried about us uh, doing a podcast because I knew you would get uh, in it and, uh, and you have. And the other thing that I think, and we'll, we'll close up, but uh, I think f- you touched on it earlier, but realizing how much God loves you um, should set you free to love other people because realizing that even if life's messy and stuff, it's still good. The The foundation is good because if you have a relationship with Christ, that should center you enough that even when bad stuff were going on, uh, that's that should be the big picture. So can I, mean, I qu- can I quote a verse? Is that too churchy? Yeah, go for it. Okay, so in Ephesians... I'll fact check you in a little bit. <laughs> in Ephesians 4, it says... Uh, get rid of all bitterness, rage, and anger, even in traffic, brawling and slander, even in marriage, and along with every. Are you reading the message? (laughs) (laughs) No, I'm adding to. Okay. Be kind and compassionate to one another, forgiving each other, just as Christ forgave you. So I think that's really like the bottom line of what we were talking about. When we realize what we've been forgiven of, and and any person chooses to realize what they've been forgiven of and see themselves in the light. That Christ sees them, they cannot help but forgive. I remember Coulter and I were at uh, Xander's football game. Um, Coulter's my oldest kid, and uh, my ex-wife and um, I don't want to say his name. I don't even know her new husband. Yeah, there we go. Old friend, ex-friend. Yeah, we don't vacation together as much as we used to. Um, Anywho, (laughs) I didn't know what to call him, and I don't want to call him what I normally call him around uh, you. but because you've forgiven because I have forgiven. But that's that's one of my biggest struggles is because he used to be this really close friend. We used to hang out with he and his wife all the time. And then all of a sudden and then I called him several times when we were figuring everything out. And he just he wouldn't face me man to man. He wouldn't call me back. He right. wouldn't. And so I I've had a hard time forgiving him mm-hmm. because, again, we you know, we used to hang out all the time. I trusted him. I invited him into my life. And we were at this football game, and uh, they were sitting, uh, you know, down from us a little bit. And he got up to to go, you know, whatever changes depends. I'm not going to be mean. I'm not going to be mean on here. He got up to leave, and I was sitting, uh, and Coulter and I were just having such a good time. He had driven uh, down from college to go to Xander's game mm-hmm. with me, and I just saw him, and I was just filled with rage. Of, you know, you know, how could you do this to our family? How could you do this to my kids? Like all this, this just absolute rage. And I was, I was about to lose it and get up and go confront him. And I remember Coulter grabbed my hand. And when Coulter's the voice of reason, you know, I'm way out (laughs) on the deep end. And he grabbed me and I'll never forget. He was like, hey, we're actually happier now. Like, you, you know, things are good. And he was like, just let it go. And because this is a real story, we started singing Let It Go um, from Frozen. Like, mm-hmm. we went silly like with do. it. Like you do. We did start singing Let It Go. And I was I was, I was, was fine. But it really did remind me of, like, no, we, like, things are good. Like, I, you know. Haven't you found that? Like, haven't we found that together? Yeah. We've calmed each other down several times. Like, life is so good. And yeah. if you're focused on that and you're focused on. Uh, just the love that you have in your life at that moment and the positive things that you have in your life, you you can't coincide. Those things, holding on to bitterness and a lack of forgiveness can't coincide with happiness and love and truth. Yeah. And so you're picking one or the other. And it's like I it says in James um, from the Old Testament. Mm-hmm. I'm just seeing how many people caught that. Um, you can't have salt water and fresh water uh, flowing from the sh- same stream. Mm-hmm. You can't. You can't have all this bitterness and anger, but then also love, grace, and, and you know, forgiveness and all that. So, yeah, it's a good point. <laughs> Life is good. Life is good. Life is so good. And if you have a foundation with Jesus, it, it it's a strong enough foundation to be able to stand back up when life knocks you down. It really is. And if you 
don't feel that way. <laughs> I shouldn't say this, but I just, my heart is so for people. If you don't feel that way, like email us, like seriously. Yeah. Um, I remember in my worst moments and my darkest moments and not all of them were prior to Bob Smiley. I hate to tell you, but we still, I still have some struggles. Um, the truth. We had some socks that didn't match up when right. we got them out of the dryer. <laughs> the truth is that, that God loves you and he cares about you and he sees you and he hears you. And, um, no tear is wasted. I remember hearing that as a teenager going through, a really tough time um, and thinking, I don't understand this. If this is how God operates, I don't want anything to do with it. And we, we can talk about that later. But uh, no no tear is wasted. It is part of your journey. And it's not how you would do things. But I can promise you that it's not. It's not wasted. And he's going to use He's gonna use the pain. Um, and it, at the very least, it gives you compassion for people. Um because you're going to need it. Trust me. Yeah, Bob Smiley needs. <laughs> needs to have compassion for com- those around me. He needs compassion. No, I think that I test you daily. You do. So. Test me a lot. Yeah. Can you think of an example that you test me that you've actually stopped and it was like, okay, I'm okay, pretty so, ridiculous. So a recent example is that I, I made a really fantastic dinner last night. Oh, and I, I love to cook. I love having a big kitchen again after being in a 700 square foot apartment. With one counter and one burner, mm. but um, and anyway, it was just a match. You call it a burner, but you had to light a match and put something under it really. Quick. You can either melt candle wax or you can try to cook dinner. Yeah, <laughs> but um, no, I made this this really great dinner, and then I was starting to clean up the dishes, and I left all the hand wash dishes in the sink, and I said, "He started to wash them, which means like turn the faucet on and just let it run." No, I, I don't went know over what to scrub. I don't know what you do, but it it bugs the fire out of me how you wash dishes because it just wastes so much water which is kind of ironic because you're such a water yeah but anyway i said something like no don't touch the dishes at all because you don't do it how i want you to do it and in the back of my mind like i don't really care because the dishes are going to get washed but i knew that that would stop him from even trying Yeah. So our big conflict last night was <laughs> I tried to help her with the dishes mm-hmm. and she tried to offend me enough that but I would, would leave, it, leave alone. it alone. So we could finish watching the Golden Globes. Yeah. Which are they still on? I think if they're you, still on. <laughs> they're probably yeah. still on. If you haven't tweeted or Facebooked with Bob during an award ceremony like the Golden Globes, you need to get on yeah. his Instagram and his I mean, sorry, his Twitter and his Facebook. Yeah. It's pretty funny. I know we, we had such great, like, serious topic, and then I was like, how do we end this <laughs> podcast? Because we're way over. Uh, we've been recording for four hours and 30 <laughs> minutes now. Um, how do we – Zach will edit some out. But mm-hmm. I was like, I, I can't transition out of something beautiful that you said and being like, anyway, go to bobsmiley.com for all my <laughs> show dates. And so, But we can plug some things. So yeah. I'm sure people are madly in love with us at this point and want to hang out. Yeah. Um, one of the ways you can do that is to vacay with the comics. That's is right. there a Facebook page? In August. Uh, there's so, a Facebook page. Okay, so you could Google that. Um, I just Googled vacay with comics and a lot of stuff came up. So yeah. look for that um, in Indiana in August. And evidently I may or may not be there. You can. Judging by the, the <laughs> judging by the promo, promo materials. Card. We will be there. We may just not be promoted. Yeah. Um, the other thing is you can interact with us on Instagram, hook, line, and smiley spelled out. Um you i read every single message and every single comment we love interacting with you guys so let us know you listened um we'll put another um promo about this episode coming out and you can comment on it let us know you listened and then um what really helps us out is to um download our podcast um whether it's stitcher or spotify or um, apple podcast but put a rating on there. Yeah, I so didn't realize that us, was a big deal. Yeah, it's but a big deal. It pushes up worth number 39, I think, right now. So if you could um, like our podcast with the little stars, give us a rating, and then write a comment, which is huge. A lot of you have done that. We read, again, every single one. We love it. We love hearing your interaction. It doesn't have to all be positive. Tell us how you feel about it. And give um, us suggestions for um, a future. Yeah. For future topics and stuff. Future topics. And seriously, we, we want your honest feedback. So, um, But we want to, because you got to soften the blow. So um, talk about me first. And then if you have something negative, then. Uh, Address it to stuff. me because yeah. I can handle it. <laughs> um, and then. 
And then if you want to do a, a liner, which in entertainment speak is just like a promotional sentence for us, um, you can email hookline at gmail.com. My name is Miranda. I'm from Texas. And get ready to get hooked on this podcast because you are listening to Hook, Line, and Smiley. So if you send that to us, that would be great. We will, I think, 100% definitely use it Yeah, if it's good. I think there's one in this episode because uh, we. I wish that I pulled up the email right now because we got one from a young lady. But we're gonna put it in. Okay, yeah, y'all Zach are gonna hear it, it. But she sent three different ones and she sent some puns on the hook, line, and smiley thing. It was fantastic. I'm super excited. When we got that, I thought, oh, we're gonna get some good stuff. Yeah, this is awesome. So anyway, this is hook, line, and smiley. Thanks for listening. <laughs> He's not going to edit any of this. The minute part. <coughs> Sorry. I do a better Mickey Mouse. Oh, hi, little buddy. That's pretty good.